Welcome to Get Connected AF. Alcohol free. As fuck. I'm Lori. And I'm Angie. And today we are having another share, another Sunday share, another story to tell. Um, we are having our friend Chrissy on. Um, she is one of our buddies that we had the pleasure of meeting. She joined us at our indie slober slober slumber party. Uh, <laughs> I'm sober, I promise. Um, our sober slumber party in Indy, where I met Lori as well. But yes. she, she took the leap and came from New Jersey. She, our first long distance traveler. It was yes. And she wasn't sure if she was coming to join a cult and or get murdered or get murdered, which mm -hmm. any of those things could have happened, but it didn't happen. But didn't. And, as, and as a true crime fam, I'm pretty happy a murder didn't happen, but wouldn't that have been eventful? So, <laughs> I mean, it's bad for the brand, but bad for the brand, but mm -hmm. you know, a story would have been told. Um, so Chrissy, just tell us more about yourself and your, how you got to be a, um, a sober non-drinker gal. Oh, great. I'm really excited to tell my story. Hi ladies. So Hi. good to see you and talk to you. So I followed Lori on Instagram or something for a very long time. I am sober 466 days today. Yay! Um, I don't really count that much or watch my days. I just happened to look last night, probably because I was coming on here. But I am actually getting a little excited for the 500th. So that'll be good. Yeah. Um, I am a mom of four. I have two sets of twins that are 10 and 7. Mm. And I come from a very large Irish Catholic family. So for us, drinking was, was our hobby. That's what we did. Mm. Um, I can remember as far back as growing up, my parents, you know, we didn't do a lot of activities. We did the chores on Saturdays, did what we had to do. And then it was like, what are you having for lunch? You're having a sandwich with a beer. And then the day kicked off and, and continued on from there. And that was, my parents so you know we get into high school and those types of things and actually I was one of the latest people of my say social group to start drinking um I think probably because it was so prevalent at my house and then once I started that was that was the kickoff for me probably about when I was 17 I had my first beer no maybe 16 either way and then you know felt good tasted not great, but who cared? Made me feel really good. Um, and I liked it and I just kept going and going and going. And then as I got into like college age, then it was okay to do it at home with my parents. Um, and it became an, a normal thing. You know, you had back then we didn't drink so much wine, um, a lot of beer, a lot of beer. And somewhere along the line, wine became more popular. And then it was wine all the time. And now in hindsight, I look back and I chose all of my friends, I think, based on their alcohol consumption or I guess not their consumption, but, you know, what their hobby was. If their hobby was drinking, we were best of friends. Um, and I have very, very good friends right now that still their hobby, but, you know, I'm, I'm not part of that anymore. Um, 
and I have friends that have have gone by the wayside. Um, but at through college, I you know was really functioning really well, you know. But I drank probably you know it was a good week if you didn't drink the seven days, you know. You only drank you know five maybe six, so you know I was able to control that. That sounds good, right? And when I graduated college, we had a lot of family issues, so. I was just like on my own and anybody who wanted to go drink with me, that's who I veered towards. That's where I went. And that's what I did. Um, got jobs. I've always, I've always worked, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm extremely successful. I think that has a lot to do with the drinking. I, you know, made a lot of poor choices because I think in life, if you're making choices now that I can see it with a bad hangover, which I had most every day, probably since I was 25, um, then you're not, you know, they're not good choices that I was making. So I'm an executive assistant. I mean, I'm good at it, but it's not any grand thing that I really wanted to do. Um, and then I got married later when I was in my thirties um, to a very not so nice person who is a sociopath and a narcissist. Um, and he didn't like my drinking either, uh, but because of what type of marriage and relationship we have, that just ramped it up even more. So the more he said he didn't like it, the more I did it, uh, <laughs> which is really, really smart, very, really, really bright. Um, then we ran into fertility issues. So we did a couple years of that, which also ramped up my drinking. And then... I got cancer. So in between treatment, it ramped up my drinking. <laughs> and you just see the, the pattern. Anything that could get me to drink and drink more, drink heavier, numb the problems, uh, or just be part of the group. I think it went both ways. Uh, that's what I did uh, for a very, very long time, probably 25 and I'm turning 50 next month. So it's been, it was a, it was a long, long road. Um, at the end, I was COVID and I was blacking out minimum, minimum two nights a week. Remember I said, I have four little children. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, uh, really hard to say and hard to swallow. Um, I wasn't the only adult home. I want everybody listening to know that. Um, unfortunately within all of my drinking and abuse of it I was aware that I wasn't the only adult home and that should something happen somebody else could take care of them not a really good excuse to continue on doing that but I did uh, I was in the middle of a very ugly divorce during all of the major lockdowns of COVID which again ramped up the drinking to a level of as I said blacking out at minimum twice a week with my children in the house. Um, thank God there was other adults there. Um, then when, when things started opening up um, and he had moved out, my ex-husband had moved out, I was like, oh, great. Now I can, you know, now I'll curb this and I'll, I'll you know, monitor it. And, uh, you know, I did all the things. I'm only going to drink beer. I'm not going to pregame. I'm going to only have two drinks. All right. I'll have a, two drinks and then just one beer. 
All right, I won't have wine tonight because it's the wine. Oh, oh, wait, no, it's the vodka this week. I won't have the vodka. I won't start with a martini. I'll just have wine. I mean, all of the things that you could possibly try to avoid the fact that you, that I was just abusing alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't generally use the word alcohol. I suppose I am. I don't know. I, I, I don't identify that way, but whatever anybody wants to think, I don't really care. I don't touch it anymore. And, and that's that. But at the bitter end, I continued without COVID to blackout minimum two nights a week. And I went on vacation in July with my children of 2021 and another family. And we go every year and we have a great time. And then we went another year and we had a great time. But the whole entire week, I was sort of disenchanted by the night on this vacation because we weren't getting blacked out. We were having two glasses of wine and going to bed. And I was like, this is so boring. Why are we doing this? Like, what happened to these guys? They're not fun anymore. We had, you know, a couple of beers on the beach and maybe a cocktail, a glass of wine and went to, you know, throughout the day and then went to bed. And I was like, oh, who does this? Like, why are we not just getting like totally wasted? This is what we do, even with the kids. Mm-hmm. Again, not normal. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I guess it's just a different kind of vacation and, you know, it was fine. And we, we came home, you know, we were there for a week and we came home, we got home on a Saturday and my ex-husband took the kids cause he, he didn't come with us. So he hadn't seen them. And on Sunday, I decided to go out with a friend and this, you know, I'm going to hoot it up because I didn't get to hoot it up on my vacation. And I started drinking vodka and tonic, uh, vodka and club sodas. I'll never forget a splash cranberry at one o'clock, maybe 12, one o'clock. And that proceeded, I guess, until about eight, because somewhere in there, I blacked out and got behind the wheel of a car, my own car. And I left my wallet at the bar. I left my phone at the bar. I, to this very day, have zero idea how I had the keys, but I did. And I have zero idea why I was driving home the actual way I was driving home, meaning like it was not really near my house. It was on the other side of town. And I crashed my very large, expensive car into a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not remember the crash. I only remember somewhat, I, I don't want to say coming to, cause I didn't coming to from my blackout. I didn't get knocked out from the crash. I didn't, you know, become unconscious from the crash coming to from my blackout, just walking around the car thinking, oh crap, my ex-husband's going to kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was waiting at my house for me because I was coming home. So he, he was dropping the kids off. So I was coming home to take over. Imagine that. scene. So, um, you know, obviously I knew nothing that night, right? Like I was probably drunk for the next 24 hours, I would imagine. Uh, but I was horrified. And that was the last day I took a drink. Um, uh, my 
you know, forever for the rest of my life will always be forever, ever, 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 ever grateful that not only did I not kill somebody else, that I didn't leave my children without a mother, Mm -hmm. um, uh, for my selfish behavior and, you know, uh, you know, just really, I mean, selfish, I, I didn't intend to do that, but you know, that is what happened. And I don't know why I'm the one that got spared. Um, you know, I know there's lots of people that don't and they do hurt somebody else or themselves or, or whatever the case may be. And I feel I was spared, you know, I got a second chance and I'm here 466 days later and so, so very grateful. Um, and then I started stalking Lori and <laughs> Lori, what was that on? Was it, oh, Seltzer Squad, the Seltzer Squad. Yes. I oh, yeah. started, um, so the very next day after I crashed in the telephone hall, I actually had to go to work. So I went to work, um, had to have my mom drop me off. That's pleasant at 49 mm-hmm. years old when your mommy has to drop you off at work because you crashed your car because you were drunk. Yeah. Um, and I, I had known about the seltzer squad because I knew I had a drinking problem. I just didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to have a drinking problem. I wanted to be like everybody else, but did I? Cause most of the people that I, you know, hung around with, like, mm-hmm. no, I don't to drink that much, but I know that now, not then. And so I knew I had a drinking problem. I had heard about the seltzer squad. So I started listening to their podcast and was like blown away. Uh, just blown away they like single-handedly that podcast got me through the probably the first 60 days and and then some but then I started learning about other other things and reading other things and Lori I think it was Seltzer Squad on like Facebook that we got connected yeah and I was like "Ooh, what is this sleepover thing what is this sleepover thing and I'm in New Jersey so there was none close and then finally one day I had well I had reached out about another one Lori if you remember and you're like, I do yeah, here's the money and or, you know, here's what you have to do. And I was like, okay, okay. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> and then I finally did. And I did Indiana. And I met lifelong friends. Yes. And um, yeah, I, I mean, that's the short of it. There's many side stories that we can all throw in there. But um, I was a heavy drinker for a long time that got away with a lot. I mean, that, that I can say. And I'm so happy it sounds so cliche I know but life is so much better and so much different without alcohol and the clarity and I always say to my friends I go it is so much better but it is freaking hard to feel Mm -hmm. the feels and to I mean there are days that I'm like what is that feeling I'm like oh you just numbed that forever you have no idea yeah Um, yeah I mean I do suffer from depression as well so I think that you know, drinking also, you know, coded, coded that. Um, and I still suffer from it and it's not coded. Um, and every day gets better than the day before. It really just does. Even when it's a bad day, even when it's a really bad day, it's way better than any good day drinking for me. Yeah. Question if you don't mind. Yes. So you said your parents drank growing up. Was their drinking normal, do you think, or was it problematic? Oh, no, it was problematic. It was problematic my whole life. Um, Most of my life, we, uh, so 
interestingly enough, my father problematic my whole life. I would say my mother's was problematic most of my life. Mm-hmm. It was just not as um I don't know the word. It just she was better at it. Mm-hmm. She was better at it. It wasn't as focused. I think she didn't have the as much time to drink like he did, but it, uh as years went on, hers became just as bad for sure. <clears throat> um but no, we fought most of my teenage years with my dad to stop drinking most mm-hmm. events we went to was like okay is daddy gonna get drunk can somebody watch mm-hmm. him um who's gonna stay sober to take him home those types of things yeah very problematic and does your family still drink today and if so what does that look like for your drinking or you're not drinking um interestingly enough my mom stopped drinking probably about three years before I did two or three Hmm. years before I did because it was problematic and there was a quite a scene on a Christmas Mm, I remember remember that story yeah so she had stopped drinking my father's past he never stopped drinking and um my siblings are all pretty good drinkers not all Mm. of them but nobody everybody still drinks pretty much and you're in a cult I'm in a cult. Um, thank God I wasn't murdered. Um, good <laughs> but, news. but if you had gone to a different sober slumber party than Indianapolis, you would have been murdered. Yes. Yes, probably. Yeah. Angie, yeah. that's not true. Oh, no, no, <laughs> not by the people in the, so like the sober slumber oh, party. I just a totally mean, like, different experience than ours. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, it would not have ever been the same. I mean, we were, we nice would we were meant to me. Everything is like, I just believe that everything is meant to be and everything happens for a reason. And I think you were meant to be at our sober slumber party. So that's all I mean. I just mean like, you know, hypothetically you would have been murdered, not like actually you would have been murdered. Right. Absolutely. No. I mean, it was all the stars aligned. I'm like, what are you doing and where are you going? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, and as my t-shirt says best weekend ever ever. (laughs) yes it was amazing um but I still uh honestly hang out with a lot of drinkers yeah um I don't have any sober friends in New Jersey I'm from in New Jersey um yeah I don't have any sober friends in New Jersey so I don't go out as much obviously uh, I have no desire to. Uh, it has changed relationships. So far, I haven't really stay lost any that are totally like done and over. But that's more because of me. I have I don't have a ton of friends. I have good friends. They don't, you know, they all know I don't drink. So you want to be my friend? That's what we're doing. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I do hang out with them when they drink. Yeah. And you're okay um, with that? You don't feel triggered or? I've never had a triggering moment. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I, I just think most likely because of the trauma of how I ended up not. Yeah. Thinking. I mean, yeah, uh, it, that's I, a big I, thing. It's mm-hmm. a big thing. Oh, no, it, I mean, I still like am traumatized over it um, that I actually did that. Right. Um, so I think that's why it's like you just nope done. You can't look at you did like mm. so I'm not triggered um I am 
less tolerant. So I, it feels so great. So I'll be like, yeah, gotta go. See you later. You know, I'm not going to judge and you do you and, but mm-hmm. I'm not sticking around for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that in the Facebook group for whatever reason, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of like New Jersey, New York gals that are like joining the group. So maybe y'all can get connected eventually because there seems to be a lot of people, especially um, up there that wink, wink, nod, nod that would like to do like a sober slumber party up there and stuff like that. I know. I've been thinking We're gonna about We're going to start talking. an East Coast branch. Yeah. Well, yeah. Lori, I wanted to talk to you about that offline, you know, just in general about how that would look and what you could help me with that. I mean, your branch, you branching off and I, I can be the representative in yes. East Coast. Yep. Making things happen. But see, this is the fun stuff that we talk about that you do when you get sober you don't have fun things like this that I mean I'm speaking for myself I can't speak for everyone in the planet but like I had no desire to do or make I made a lot of plans okay I made a lot of dreams I never Mm -hmm. acted on anything okay when I was drinking And I'd never made any connections. It's like, how could I do this? How could I do this? Okay, let's just pack that away for in Mm -hmm. the future for one day. And it's just like your whole world opens up when you just quit drinking. And it really does. It sounds so stupid. If anyone out there is drink, like still actively drinks and listens to this, like it's actually true. And it, it sounds woo woo, but it really is true. And it's like, you really like the amount of like connection and growth and like, I don't know, you really can make magic happen in sobriety. It's so just fun. And it can just, I don't know, you can like start one thing and it trickles onto all these other people. It's so cool. I love it. Lori's laughing at me. I know what I say to my just thinking about trickling on people. Right. (laughs) I didn't say whistle or something on people. Oh my god, hysterical. Oh my god. I did that thought just went right out of my head. But yeah, there's so much. No, no. I mean, there's. Oh, I said what I. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Is what I say to people. I said my life has so is so much different that I'm not chasing the next drink. Yeah, I was always chasing the next drink. And again, I don't think I quite understood that when I was fully in it. But it was like, oh, if I get to this, then I'll have a drink, right? Or, oh, Friday night, everyone's going to come over. What drink are we going to start with? And what are we going to end with? Mm -hmm. Or what time can I have that first drink? Or, oh, we're going to a wedding. Okay, you know what? That's Saturday night. I better not make that plan on Sunday because I'm going to be hungover. Yeah, I'm going to want a Bloody Mary. Like everything revolves around the next drink, mm-hmm. and either when I could get it or how I was going to get it or what I was going to do once I had it. Or, I mean, I can't believe the years wasted of what, what was the next drink, the next drink, the next drink, the next drink. Totally. Get yeah. Well, let me get through this because that, that means I can have a glass of wine. Let me get through this. Cause then I can get my Cosmo. Oh, sex in the city's coming out. Great Cosmo night. Like, mm-hmm holy Christmas, just like, just too much, too much, too much, too much. Now I'm like, okay, well maybe, you know, we'll go for a walk. We'll go for a bike ride. Can't wait to take the kids down the page. We have Patriot's path. It's just a path in the woods. Like, can't wait to do that. You know, like not like, can't wait to have a glass of wine. Yeah. I used to have to think ahead, like 
far in advance about even a doctor's appointment in the morning. Like I'd have to be like, okay, well I have to drink on Monday and Tuesday, uh, because I have a doctor's appointment on Thursday morning. So I have to make sure that I have stay sober on Wednesday. So I'm not hung over for my, it's like, I was constantly Mm -hmm. like having to plan my drinking and it's, um, where can I go today to get my alcohol where I can take my babies? Cause at that time they were still so little that they didn't see me yesterday that also sells cigarettes that I can, mm-hmm. it's just like the whole, like it, no wonder why you can't get anything magical done. You're literally right. using your brain to try to figure out how to kill yourself. Literally <laughs> like seriously. Exactly. Yeah. And it just was, it was every day, you know, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I remember going through fertility treatments and same thing, Angie, like, okay, well, let me be like, almost not consciously be like, oh my God, I'm just going to be really bombed for this week because next week I'm going to start. And then I wouldn't even stop. I'd be like, oh, then I'll just have one glass of wine. Yeah. Who does that? You're injecting your body with hormones and you're like, I'm going to be wasted that week. And then I'll just have one glass of wine every day the following week. Like, hello. To create babies that you want desperately. Yes. Or when I had cancer, I turned um, 40 during my treatment. And I asked the doctor, ready for this? If I could, we could pause the second set of treatment, whatever, um, a week. So I could drink for my 40th birthday. Mm. I'm poisoning my body with chemotherapy. And I'm asking the doctor if I could poison it some more with really bad shit. Like, really? That's hmm. necessary right now? No. But what did the doctor say? Yeah, for real. What? He said yes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. Yep. Because, you know, at that point you're sick, right? So you have cancer. Yeah. So they're like, oh, anything, you know, we want you to relax and they'll yep. help us. I mean, a good news was I couldn't even really drink that much because, you know, still had chemo running through my veins. But like just the thought of you're trying to save your life, but you're really not. You're still trying to kill yourself, you know? Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So what about your kids? You mentioned that you have four kids. What's it been like for them? I think I'm very also grateful that they're very young, Mm -hmm. but I think my older ones will remember the old, very impatient, very um, wine focused. You know, they saw those cheese and crackers came out and they'd be like, who's coming over? Mm -hmm. I mean, immediately who's coming over and do you want me to go get the wine? Like they knew. And then that was it. They also would mention it because once, that person came over because remember because I was I didn't drink alone please <laughs> I didn't drink alone but don't worry someone was here five nights a week I mean wasn't like I had any sh- you know lack of people coming over to drink with me and so and that was it then they were on their own they in a show in front of a show and then it was like now the people are leaving it's nine nine thirty I'm in the bag and I'm like get to bed and super impatient super um not present. I wasn't yeah. present at all. I had, I thought I was because I was staying home with them at the time. So I was there mm-hmm. during the day. But was I there during the day? I was hung over again, just trying to get to the next mm-hmm. drink. Mm-hmm. And then 
I was super impatient because I don't want them really around me. I'm going to have my wine now, please. I've been with you all day. I need to have my wine now. And then impatient to get them to bed. I mean, they have, my older two are, you know, you could just tell their demeanors are different. They're less, they have less anxiety. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, they talk to me more. Um, you know, it's only been a year. So they were nine. They, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. They talk to me more. They'll come to me more about things. They want to be around me more. Yeah. They know they can trust you now. Exactly. It's been, I mean, completely different with my children mm-hmm. and I'm completely different for me. It's just such a joy, Angie, to you. Like you work so hard to have these kids and now I'm actually here to enjoy yeah. them and be present and be in awe, whether, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. You're like, wow, these are like people like, okay. Yeah. Super cool. But mm. I'm glad I made the change for them because I think we would have had a very different relationship for the rest. I know we would have, it would have been, a, they would have ended up probably living with their father or something because mm. it wasn't pretty. But you're yeah. here now. You and we're it. so happy you are. Yes. You survived yeah. to make the best change for yourself to eventually help change other women. Yeah. I mean, even women. just sharing your story is such a big deal. You know, yeah. to be so vulnerable and honest is going to help a lot of people. Yes. I'm happy to. Yes. And I'm so happy I met you. And I'm so happy I met Lori. And I'm so happy we're here. And we're going to room together at She Recovers Chicago. We are. Yes. It's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Yes. And it's just going to be, and then we're going to be together almost like a little over a month away. We're going to send, yep. I'm going to send a text about that today. Wait in December. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I can't wait. I want to <laughs> see a Christmas tree. Okay. Oh, you will. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So many exciting things. You guys, this is what happens. Just this is what happens. This is sure. what happens when you just like, you know, just put the bottle down, man. Yeah. Put it. Um, so I, yeah, I think man, Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you for sharing your story and you're welcome anytime. Oh, Um, good. We could tell lots of side stories. Oh, (laughs) yes. Yeah. I feel like we got the abbreviated version. There's probably a lot more in there. Oh yeah. Maybe we'll have to start side story of the story Sundays. There you go. Side story of the story Sundays. Um, I like that. All right. Well, everybody, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on whatever you listen, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to us out there. And please just stay connected. Yay. Thank you for having me. Yes. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.